personal brand is not about who you are. It's about what you can do for others. So the, yeah. the first marketing lesson is that nobody cares about you, right? So nobody cares about you. Everybody cares about what's in it for them. Next guest, the god of LinkedIn profiles, Dina Kalakovic on my show. So we get into what should be on your profile banner? What should be on your tagline? How should you position your about me section and your experiences section in your LinkedIn? What's the best practice? Listen in this is going to help if you're looking to reposition your LinkedIn profile and really keep up with what the best practices are. How did the journey begin for you? You know, take me back to before yes. LinkedIn, whilst you're establishing it, how that journey was and to now. Yes, yeah, sure. So I started my journey on LinkedIn about two years ago. So back then I was a freelance copywriter and I was just looking for clients uh, to get some copywriting projects. That's how I started. And um, well, my growth uh, went pretty good, like it went pretty fast. Uh, and I was generating all of my leads from LinkedIn. So I was getting 100% of my clients through LinkedIn. And uh, then I realized that uh, it's something that I can do for my clients as well, you know, not just like write for them, but also uh, teach them how to generate leads for their businesses via LinkedIn. And uh, this is when I met Stevan. It was about that time. Uh, he's my co-founder now. Uh, so Stevan uh, was working uh, in a very successful startup uh, and he was like a great marketer. marketer so he had... Um, uh, knowledge about strategy uh, that I didn't have at the time that I lacked. I was like strictly focused on writing, but of course, writing itself is not enough to build a successful business. Like you need all the strategy behind, right? So this is where we clicked. We were like the perfect match, uh, and then we started an agency. So we started an agency, I think, like a year ago or something like that. And yes, so it's how it all started. I was just like, you know, looking for some copywriting gigs. And then in the end, I realized, okay, I can do much more than that. Awesome. Tell me about the difference uh, in, I guess, being your solopreneur writing and then agency owner. Like, what are the pros and cons between those two lives for those listening on that maybe you know curious to build an agency up currently maybe copywriting only that's yes. quite a big jump and move and decision yes uh yes it's a it's a very interesting question uh the the, the difference is of course massive so basically you become from uh from somebody who is just focused on what on what they do well to all of a sudden you need to master like 187 skills at once you know from like managing people, hiring people, um, you know, uh, dealing with clients, dealing with like you have a business partner, so you two have to make all the decisions together. It's not only about you anymore. Uh, so like it's really, really intense. And um, this is where I found uh, where I found really difficult to manage my creativity, which is a, still a big part of my business, like have that creativity time and that management time. So that's really uh, challenging to juggle. 
because you know when you're into a management mode then you cannot be the most creative person in the world so i i had to learn how to handle that uh so yeah it's 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 much more it's much more intense uh and i would say it's much more challenging but at the same time it enables you to grow much faster because without my business partner i wouldn't have all these like skill set that he brings into the business and uh, i think i would grow much much slower so what i accomplished in a year i think by myself or without my team without the people who work with us i would accomplish maybe in 5 or 10 years so you know that intensity of course pays off uh, but it is challenging yes yeah um i agree with you about the creativity part that really stuck to me like i find i want to sit there create my content yes. but everyone wants your time yes, right exactly. it's not like you just don't get that headspace to think you know i try and block out times like from you know okay i'm going to be creative from 8am to 10am i don't want anyone to interrupt me but then it just doesn't go down that way um and i'm still figuring that part out you know like some days it goes the way i plan but you know 70% of the time i think it doesn't as an agency owner because you've got clients you've got your team you've got people that need decisions from you how are you managing that as a you know now yeah so i decided i'm going to i'm going to like divide my time uh so i'm going to have for example i have client calls only uh two days a week but then i devote yeah. those two days fully to clients and three days a week i leave for my creative uh, processes of course it's not easy like that but what i try to do uh what was really a lifesaver when i changed the habit of che- of checking notifications and emails in the morning as soon as i wake up so i use that morning time which is the most productive time for for anybody like 10 10 a.m. is uh, scientifically proven to be the most productive hour in a day so around these hours i always try to uh, do my creative job do the writing do the do the strategy and and everything i need to to you know do something in that day otherwise i would yeah. just spend the entire morning answering emails so i decided okay no my my phone is on do not disturb until let's say 2 or 3 p.m. and then i start checking you know all the messages all the emails and everything so th- this was a lifesaver like that switch because before that i would often end up at like 5 p.m. still like finishing my emails and then i would need to do something productive when i was already like that you know half dead mm-hmm. which yeah. was impossible so yes now i changed that and it also helped before i would have client calls every day but then i realized no like it drains me too much so i need to have like three full days without client calls. Uh I mean yeah. of course I will I will make a call if something is let's say urgent. Uh but uh, I will sometimes make an exception but I try to stick, you know, to that schedule. Yeah, that's that's cool. So then take me to your content creation process. You know, being, you know, uh quite an influencer in LinkedIn, I'm just curious and I think a lot of people would be is how does the content ideation come about like are you kind of recording that in your phone somewhere like you know like when we have that oh that's that's really cool are you like inspiring yourself just going on the news feed or you know where how do you deposit and curate all the content ideas and then 
you know, how do you move that into the next phase? Like, are you just in the morning punching out five, six pieces, you know, at, at once a week or, you know, how does that whole process work from the start of ideation all the way to when we see it in its finality mm -hmm. um, on our feed? Yes, so I read a lot, uh, which helps. I constantly read, uh, I constantly educate myself uh, on my expertise. So basically everything I read that's interesting, that's written well, uh, I will take a picture of it, I will, I will screenshot it and put it into different folders. Uh, so I use a lot of these screenshots as, an, as inspiration. Uh, also, I use a lot of uh, client work as an as an inspiration. So whatever we do, I turn it. I can turn it into my content. So let's say, for example, we recently had a big success with uh, some LinkedIn profile. I will write what was the success about and how did we accomplish that? You know, how did we approach writing in that specific profile? Because every profile is a challenge for itself. For example, and. Um, in each profile, you, you need to do something uh, like, let's say, overcome some um, challenge. For example, maybe a person is doing something today that doesn't match with their past skills. So you need to connect the two, which is not so easy to do. And then I realized, OK, many people probably struggle with this. I can write a post about it. You know, I can write five ways to uh, to link your uh, past experience to your current expertise. And that's one post, for example. So whatever we do uh, can be an inspiration for my writing or whatever clients uh, ask me on consulting calls. They have a lot of questions. I can write each question down and just, you know, answer it through my post. So each question can be one post. So there is already, you know, a lot of content. Uh, so basically, yes, I, I do. I use a lot of inspiration from what we already do. You know, so yes. so it becomes very easy. And then when I'm stuck, when I, I really don't know what to write about, I go through these screenshots and use mm -hmm. them, you know, as an inspiration. So I don't know, for example, if somebody wrote, uh, uh, I don't know, this is the result I had in my industry. I'm thinking about, okay, which are result I had with my work that I can, mm. I can put into a post like that, you know, so it, it really does help. So the more you read in general, the more you can write. Uh, there is a saying, uh, read in the morning so you can be a good writer in the afternoon. And, you know, I believe it's right. Ah, cool. And yeah. then what about when you're, when you're writing, um, are you just kind of writing every morning or are you writing batch writing for a couple of days or, you know, like how do, how do you kind of write? Is it every day or... What yes. Happens? Well, uh, for my for LinkedIn specifically, I always I always dedicate one day to write five posts for the for the next week, and yeah. I always write uh, my newsletter uh, one week ahead. So I yeah. always do these two together. And uh, regarding other other writing uh, for like for my business, like uh, landing pages, sales pages, and stuff like that, I do it like you know how. Okay, like I don't have a strict schedule because, of course, it will depend on, you know, what we need to write. But for content, for something or content like on LinkedIn or newsletter, something that has a schedule, I will always write a week in advance. I heard that some people do it like a month in advance, but I think that's like a little bit too much because uh, things in business change like very fast. 
so a month in my opinion is really like to to wait like it's very it's very long period of time like maybe something will happen we'll have some mess result in the meantime that i want to share with my audience and if i already have like uh, content uh, for that week from like three weeks ago i i won't be able to do it so i practice like one week uh, in advance cool cool and what about for your clients are you also then writing one week or in that case because I'm guessing some of them are time poor or various reasons are you then you know um how do you kind of do it for someone else's voice because it's harder to like you know be in touch with someone to that degree um every every week as a business owner as well when you've got multiple clients so are you doing the same exact thing or would you say it's different uh well we don't do ghost writing at the moment uh we don't do oh. like yeah we don't do ghost writing right. we we only write like uh client for example linkedin profiles or sales pages yeah, uh so it. for that i already have a team that writes for me so i just have to do the polishing i have to tell them what to uh, improve and stuff like that so uh my my main role currently in my business is that i write for us and uh i only review uh client work uh before it's good to go it needs my approval so that's pretty sweet then that's not that's pretty sweet you just get to write for yourself i'm jealous (laughs) so so let's then talk about the linkedin profile right let's Mm -hmm. go from the top all the way down to the bottom all your best practices best kept secrets of someone that's listening on us to um you know let's go all the way to the top and talk about the linkedin profile banner and for those of you that's early to your linkedin journey it's the thing that is you know on top of your photo right up the right up the top and there's this space that some people have empty which is really um wasted if you've got nothing there or if you've just got i don't know a meaningless picture that is you know, you're really an important part, an asset. So I guess from your perspective, this is going to be really interesting. What goes on that LinkedIn profile banner part? Uh, Okay, so yes, you are right. Like the banner is one of the first things that people see on your profile. So you really like need to think about it and what to put there. Uh, We often practice putting a provoking question so just to like hook your target audience's uh, attention and uh, compel them to keep on reading so we will usually put some some question that target uh, their main problem so something that will provoke them and think and make them think hmm like i i need to read more like the, this person is interesting uh then in the headline we provide a one sentence solution so who do help, what do help them with, and how. So mostly banner is problem-oriented, while headline is solution-oriented. Like in the headline, it really needs to be clear who do you help uh, and what do you help them with. Uh, And then comes the about section. So in the about section, it's really important that you talk to the reader, that you don't talk about yourself. So 80% of the time, I would say you need to talk about your target client's main problem. So their main fears, their pains they're going through, uh, basically your 
job is to trigger their dominant emotion uh, by talking about their greatest perceived problems. And once you're done with writing about their problems, you offer your solution. So that solution needs to be something that will obviously solve that problem you were just describing and needs to be like something that they will consider their next logical step uh, to solve that particular problem. And then in the end, you will put a short one sentence call to action, like, for example, where to contact you, where to reach out, what, like, for example, if you're a consultant, you will say, I don't know, uh, if, if the above makes sense, you know, reach out in, in, uh, in DM or shoot me an email, whatever. So you need that call to action in the end so that people know basically what their next step is. Uh, and then in the experience section, this is something that most people do wrong. Uh, they never yeah. tell stories. They just like cram a bunch of bullet points, which is of course not effective because nobody can connect to that. Uh, and what also people do is again, talk about themselves in that experience section, which doesn't work. So your profile is basically not about you. It's about your target customer. So in your experience section, what you need to do, you need to link all of your past experiences to your current expertise. So uh, why you need to prove why do these experiences make you a better expert that you are today? So for example, I don't know, even if you were a waiter before, how does that make you a great lawyer today? You know, so you need to link everything to that current business, which 99% of people don't do, I believe. This is ex extremely important for high ticket services. You know, before somebody, uh, before somebody buys your uh, couple of thousand dollar coaching or whatever it is that you're selling that is high ticket, like they will read mm -hmm. your profile. You know, they will they will check and both the about section and they will check the experience section before they uh, decide to invest uh, in your solution because there are many other uh, obviously on this planet. So you really need to prove them you are the best possible solution for them. Uh, this, this whole process that I was telling you about now is outlined in our 15 step uh, guide uh, that's specifically for LinkedIn profiles. And we lead you like step by step with formulas and frameworks so you know exactly what you need to write where. Yeah. One thing I um, have toyed around with is I've sometimes gone with the story in the about section mm -hmm. because it depends for, I guess for me it depends on the person's goals and objectives sometimes that they don't like they sometimes the people that are founders that are raising money for example mm -hmm. they don't have the objective of leads or yes, they're not coaches correct. right so mm -hmm. what I usually try and do for them is more flip it that the experience part you talked about can go in the, about us so that people get a feel of them because if someone's going to invest in them they need to know that what's this person's story and sometimes experience is maybe too low for that particular purpose of what they're trying to achieve and some people have already like kind of already um they're not they don't feel they're solving a problem because they're also related to six seven companies that they've established and so in that situation they want it to be more personal branding. So what would be the suggestion then if they're like, I don't have, you know, I don't have a lead generation purpose or mm -hmm. I don't have that purpose. I've kind of more philanthropic or, you know, I've moved on 
from that phase or I've exited and now I'm just nurturing five different ventures that Mm -hmm. have separate CEOs who are deriving that. In that case, um, you know, what would be a different way to then go about the profile banner? Like, could you go more softer? Like, um, like, you know, a lot of my clients will say, I want to be like Simon Sinek. And I mean, he's just got a star up there. Do you know what I mean? Like he's literally got a star with a, a quote. It's like an orange background with a star. I mean, I don't. So what would be your advice, I guess, in that situation where it's in between, maybe it's a little bit different for this and it's purely more personal branding, it sounds like. Um, I mean, personal brand is not about who you are. It's about what you can do for others. So the, yeah. the first marketing lesson is that nobody cares about you, right? So nobody cares about you. Everybody cares about what's in it for them. So basically personal brand is still not personal because nobody cares about what you have to say until you become become valuable uh, to them and before you make it about them. So I would say if you don't have um, a clear goal for, if you have, let's say, uh, multiple business ventures that are completely like, that are not connected at all, then you would have to decide uh, if you're going to be active on LinkedIn, what's your LinkedIn goal and which, uh, which basic, what, what about is it that you'll talk about from all of these like different areas and what are you trying to achieve with that? So you should always come from that perspective. What are you trying to achieve from LinkedIn? Because if you want to be successful on LinkedIn, it will take like a lot of time, a lot of your energy. And if you are just doing it that for like, you know, no reason or like writing every day about something else, I mean, it won't position you as an expert in any of these areas. People will just be confused. Maybe you'll get likes. Like if you, if you write very topical content, you will get likes, but you, you won't convert anything. So I don't know if like it, if it, um, boost your dopamine then maybe you're doing it because of that like i don't know but uh, you know my my expertise is not in 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 that area so we always help people get clients through linkedin that's what we coach people on we don't coach people who just want to have votes you know (laughs) (laughs) what i want to move to is the biggest trending topic is chat gpt you know okay and, and chat gpt and this writing and this there's everything that it can potentially do and in your business have you yet you know toyed with chat gpt where do you see copywriting and the future of you know even yeah content now that there is this artificial intelligence that can do x y z if you can know how to input and play with it Yes, well, I'm not a person who um, who will adopt it, like who will use it, um, like about like who will use it and like stick to it. So I'm probably one of the one of the writers that like tried it once, thought, oh my god, this is so shit, and like stopped <laughs> because, like, in my opinion, uh, ChatGPT can write average, and uh, the main problem here it can use. Um, it can it can really be used for for research but i would just name it like glorify google so nothing that i can check on google is there uh, uh nothing that i cannot uh, check on google like uh, i will find there basically it's the same thing 
but even with like the advanced prompts and everything like I was trying, what our people were advising, uh, I wasn't very surprised. I didn't invest too much time into it, but the problem is it can, it can write average, right? And uh, this is the pitfall. Uh, basically, um, every business problem is that they are either average in their writing or even below average, but let's say average, and they cannot stand out because competition is outrageous, like competition is savage. So you really need mm. to be able to stand out and write extraordinarily well to be successful, right? Which ChatGPT cannot do. So with ChatGPT, you will just have your average post. Okay, it's really impressive that it can even write average, right? Mm. Uh, but um, there is still no way you're gonna, you know, sell through that, that you're gonna, uh, stand out uh, so it's really not on that level yet um, for content and especially not for copy like copy is way more challenging than than content uh, so I don't know how fast will this AI technology develop and maybe I don't know in 10 years or five years or two years I don't know it, it will be possible to write like extraordinary copy but at this very stage it's shit so you know it's crap yeah. Uh, and yeah. <laughs> I will say openly what I mean because it's crap, right? You can use it for research, but it's not for writing. Like writers can only use it for research. If you don't know anything about writing, you cannot rely on that. Yeah, I mean, there is some people that are using it with prompts and there's like prompt engineers that I see on LinkedIn who've become influencers overnight. Of course, that, people uh, will, and, will try to earn on the new hottest thing because everybody yeah. wants a new easy solution. I mean, it doesn't yeah. work that way. And I haven't written my thoughts on ChatGPT for like, I've just been watching everyone, you know, really just every day, it's just ChatGPT on your newsfeed, mm -hmm. right? Every day mm -hmm. you're swiping and the only thing I remember I posted about was when do you think these guys are going to charge you? Like, I just wanted to, yeah, 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 you know, yeah, yeah, take yeah, a yeah. vote. And I had like people going, oh, it'll be month and month. And it was like two weeks later. Yeah. There yeah. was, you know, a charge on it. And then my other question was, well, how much do you think they're going to charge for, mm -hmm. you know, is it going to be words? So, but since then, I haven't, I, um, I haven't, yeah, been able to post on it because I'm still like in a discovery state yeah. of how its power can be. And, can it help in a draft format for mm -hmm. a copywriter? You know, can it actually be more efficient in the future for a copywriter to get that first yeah. draft, especially when you've got readers block, you know, sorry, writers block mm -hmm. over mm -hmm. in your mind, like, and you just, it's not happening for you. Like, can you use it like that in your business process to help ignite something? Cause you're stuck. So, I mean, it's going to be really, really interesting. Cause when I, when you first saw it, it was like, Oh my God, like, what? Yeah, <laughs> you know, like the way people were talking about it and ramping it up. So yeah, yeah, um, it was a big hype around it. Oh yeah, like I was getting people, my clients, writing to me, going, you know, um, let's just write everything using this, and it's like, you go do that then, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like that, that, that tool is for copywriters, not like you know, for someone that doesn't understand what you're doing and then yes. just using it. I think so. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, that's been, a, so what, in terms of what other trends are you currently seeing on LinkedIn through your content right now? Like where, 
where are you um when you see the carousel kind of come up and everyone's like carousel 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 but I see you quite stick to your format which is Mm -hmm. nice like your style you don't get pushed by this trend the hottest trend you know I've got to get the reach do you like you kind of stick to the same format and you show up in a very similar you know the same way of um talk me through that ideology like how you resist that urge to be like I need to now do carousels everything because it's like principles over tricks so principles what foundationally works over what is hype now because what is hype now can can last for one two three weeks but uh human psychology never changes how people make decisions to buy that never changes that's always the same so basically i always just use copywriting principles that have been proven to work over the last hundreds of years literally rather than you know something that's hyped out at this very moment and will pass in two or three days so basically uh, i would always suggest that you focus on human psychology and how people how will people trust you to buy so before people uh trust that you're an expert that can solve their problem and before uh Yes, before you manage to make them trust, you can do the, do your job well, nobody will buy from you. So basically, you just need to focus on how to convince them they're the expert. Um, you are the expert they're looking for. And this is, this is the only thing uh, that I think of before writing uh, each of my posts. Like, does this post prove my expertise even further? If the question is yes, then it's all that matters. Like it doesn't matter if it's in a carousel, if it's just a text post, if it's one picture, the the point is in values. So that's all what matters. Got it. Got it. Well, I've loved the conversation, Dina. I've Likewise, thank you so much. So much. It's been a pleasure talking, getting introduced to someone doing awesome copy awesome LinkedIn profiles and you know you're amazing to follow you've got so much cool tips so for those of you listening on make sure go check out Dina and all her details are in the podcast with her LinkedIn profile URL you can go hit if you like what you see follow engage so thank you again for sharing in this series of um, you know my LinkedIn God series so I look forward to staying connected and, you know, chatting more offline and online. Likewise. Thank you so much for having me. It was really a pleasure. You are listening to Innovative Minds.